amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Feed Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, that was not exactly what I expected on Tuesday. We lose both unders and we win both overs. You guys know I like good pitching over good hitting. It just didn't work out for me on Tuesday, and I can't seem to shake that two-and-two handicap. Yes, I go two-and-two on the handicap for the fourth time in seven days, and unfortunately, we lose the Twitter vote, so I have another losing day. So let's recap the losing card for Tuesday. I had the White Sox under the one-and-a-half in the first five. Zach Wheeler coasted through two innings, but unfortunately, he ran into a buzzsaw in the third inning and I lose the ticket. I had the Marlins over the one and a half in the first five. They get a nice three-run homer to cash the ticket for me, so we get that one home. Then I had to sweat it out a little bit in Kansas City. I had the Rangers over the two and a half runs in the first five at plus money at a plus 125. They get to Keller. They get the job done, and we cash the ticket. So we had an opportunity for a winning night late. We had the Brewers under the one and a half in the first five. Unfortunately, Logan Gilbert gives off a leadoff homer to start the game, gives up a couple runs in the third inning, and we lose that ticket. On Twitter, you back the White Sox under the one and a half. Thank you for the votes. Unfortunately, once again, it didn't work out for us. So for the day, I lose $21.67, and now we move on to the next. So a lot of early afternoon baseball games here on Wednesday. We start with the first game off the board. It's an interesting one. It's the Tampa Bay Rays at the Cincinnati Reds. So our guy Noah from Florida is at this series, and he's seen two lopsided games so far. The Reds won game one, eight to one. The Rays won game two, 10 to nothing. So who knows what's going to happen in this one. Drew Rasmussen gets the call today for Tampa Bay. He has a 2-1 record, a 2.60 ERA, a 0.87 whip. First start of the year, six innings, no runs at Washington. Then he went seven innings, no runs against Oakland. And then he got hammered in Toronto, four and a third innings, giving up five runs. So the good starts were against the 26th and 27th ranked teams in scoring. Nonetheless, those are major league teams, and they only mustered three combined hits over those 13 innings. So Rasmussen was good last season. He had a 2.84 ERA, a 1.04 whip over 28 starts. His road ERA was a tad bit higher with a 3.49, but his daytime ERA split was excellent with a 1.28 ERA. The Reds are mid-pack in OPS against righties. This we know is one of the best hitter parks in the country, so that concerns me. The Reds ranked fifth in scoring at home, averaging 5.8 runs per game, but you can cue that music. I'll take good pitching over good hitting. Give me the Reds under the one and a half in the first five at a minus 105. Next up on the card, it's the Atlanta Braves at the San Diego Padres. So happy Fernando Tertis Eve. Yes, we are one day away from one of the best in the game being back in the lineup. So it's 39-year-old Charlie Morton going today for the Braves. 
Two and one record, a 3.86 ERA, a 1.71 whip. Five and a third innings, three runs at St. Louis. Five innings, three runs in his first start against this Padre team. And then six innings and three runs at Kansas City. So he has a career 4.03 ERA, a 1.30 whip. Last year, he had a 4.34 ERA and a 1.23 whip. He struggled away from home last season, though. A 3-5 and five record with a 5.72 ERA. Two starts against the Padres last season. 11 innings, six runs for a 4.91 ERA. The Padre bats have been have excellent career numbers against Morton. They're 50 for 161. That's a 311 average. Soto is six for eight with two homers. Xander is hitting 341, also with a couple homers. Now the Padres are bottom five versus righties this year, so that does concern me. But the overall numbers tell me this one's going over. I'm shocked to see it at only one and a half. By tomorrow morning, I expect it to flip to two and a half. But for right now, we played the Padres over the one and a half runs in the first five, heavily weighted at a minus 160. Next up on the card, it's the Baltimore Orioles at the Washington Nationals. So it's McKenzie Gore towing the rubber for the Nationals. He has a 2-0 record, a 3.00 ERA, and a 1.47 whip. Five and a third innings, one run versus Atlanta. Six innings, two runs at Colorado. Three and two-thirds innings, two runs at Los Angeles. The Angels, that is. So his walk numbers are a concern. He has 10 walks so far this season. He really struggled with the pitch count last time out, needing 88 pitches to record just 11 outs against the Angels. 13 starts last year for the Padres. He had a 4.50 ERA and a 1.47 whip. The Orioles have the third best OPS in baseball versus lefties. They rank second in scoring this year overall, and they rank second in scoring on the road. Gore beat me once this year at Colorado, so I actually think I'm 0-5 betting games that involve the Nationals. No way I can lose six straight. Can I? I struggle to back pitchers that walk hitters. I like the Baltimore bats, so we're going to play Baltimore over a to-be-determined number because the starter for Baltimore has not been named yet. We have no line yet. I expect the line to be at two and a half, getting plus money, but once again, I'll post it in the show notes. But I'm on Baltimore over the to-be-determined number in the first five. Then the final game of the card for you is another early afternoon game. It's the Cleveland Guardians at the Detroit Tigers. So I had the Royals under two and a half on the card, but that one was weighted at a minus 155, and I didn't want to have a minus 160 and a minus 155 on the card, so this one substituted in. So folks, believe it or not, the Detroit Tigers have won five consecutive baseball games including the doubleheader sweep on Tuesday. It's Cal Quantrill on the bump today for the Guardians. He has an 0-1 record, a 5.74 ERA, and an ugly 1.66 whip. He went four and two-thirds innings, giving up five runs at Seattle. He went five innings, three runs against Seattle. And then last time out, he lasted six innings, giving up three runs at the Nationals, costing me a ticket. A 3.61 career ERA, a 3.38 ERA last year, a 3.53 ERA on the road, and a 3.06 ERA during day games. And this is a day game. Three starts against the Tigers last year with mixed results. A 1-1 one and one record, 16 innings pitched, 10 runs allowed, including four innings and six runs allowed 
at Detroit. So the Tiger Sticks ranked 28th in OPS against righties. They ranked 28th in scoring. They do have good career numbers against Cal, but much of that is Cabrera. So I'm going to look past that split. The Guardians need a good start from Cal after the doubleheader yesterday, and so do I. So let's do it. I'm taking the Tigers under the one and a half runs of the first five at a plus 105. So let's recap your card for a Wednesday. I'm on the Cincinnati Reds under the one and a half runs of the first five at a minus 105. I'm on the San Diego Padres over the one and a half runs in the first five at a minus 160. I'm on the Baltimore Orioles. To be determined, I expect it to be at two and a half, and I would expect plus money. And then I'm on the Detroit Tigers under the one and a half at a plus 105. So that's your card for a Wednesday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 